0: The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters.
1: And good Friday morning and welcome to uh, another uh, week at end of the week and uh, power hour edition of Analyze This here on your NPR station in the U.S. Virgin Islands, WTJXFM 93.1. It's a lovely day uh, in paradise. The sun finally worked its way out when I was coming in. Had a big cloud that was blacking it and keeping us nice and shady, but now she is blaring, so that's a good thing. And uh look like a high visibility day is in order um, pretty much later on today. So in the uh, studio... Uh, we got uh, the chairman of the governing board and the energy office director, the one and only Kyle Fleming. Uh, good morning, Mr. Chairman. How are you? Morning, morning, Neville. How are you doing today? i right, good. So, what's going on, Energy Office, Mr. Director? What's up?
2: How much? Happy to get through uh, another week. I believe we're already in February. Uh, it feels like the year is off to a, a quick start, and we've got a lot. A lot of emotion and a lot bringing to the table, so excited to be here today, chat a little bit with you, and, and circle
1: up on some of the, the good updates and the good things to come. Another deep freeze in Texas. Uh, yeah, th- th- It's becoming more common. Yeah, man. What's up with that, man? And it's happening the exact same time, too, all in February. It's like it's like hurricanes rolling into the, to the territory in <laughs> September, man. I, I got to imagine they're a
2: bit more prepared this year for it than the last time around. Um, but no, I mean, I think this is the. I think these are the realities, right? Where we talk mm-hmm. about what what used to be kind of once in a generation, once in a hundred year occurrence, we're seeing it more frequency, which is just given more reason for climate change. Yeah, well, they, they, they need they need to pay a higher level of detail to climate change. You know, I think I think that it, it puts. There's been a lot of solutions that have been you know, in the works that, you know, are trying to mitigate some of the effects of these new realities. And I think at the end of the day, this puts more emphasis behind that. And I think, you know, I've already seen a number of uh, kind of advancements popping up that in in tech that you haven't seen in the past, I think, trying to address, especially on the energy front. One one of the things that I've been seeing recently, and it's one of the things we're looking at here from the energy office standpoint, is uh, looking at some of these advancements in the kind of portable power stations in terms of being able to quickly uh, energize home, like home backup. Uh, there's been a lot, a lot of push on that front. I think the same situation in, in Texas and also like the wildfire prominence in California has driven the industry to, to quickly uh, evolve some of those technologies to make them more accessible, more affordable. And more easily in, in, integrated into people's homes because they realize that these needs are growing on a on a year to year basis. So, yes, yes, there's negativity out there where, when it comes to some of the changes. But one of the things that never fails to amaze me is how quickly the the, the industry responds to those those challenges with with new solutions.
1: Yeah, we just heard on the um, on the, um, the NPR news that uh. Uh, Ice storm, a deep freeze, another deep freeze going to be hitting the northeast uh, this weekend. Uh, And they said the frigid blast could bring once-in-a-lifetime generation wind chills that cause frostbite in less than 10 minutes, the National Weather Service. One, residents from Pennsylvania to Maine are being urged to limit their time outdoors through Friday and Saturday, and... Unfortunately, at least ten people have died in bad weather in the U.S. South. Since Monday, there were seven fatalities in Texas, two in Oklahoma, and one in in Arkansas. So, um, and you know, your, your former city, Boston, which is anticipating sub-zero wind chills, is currently under a cold emer- cold emergency. Mm-hmm. So they done, you know, buttoning down the hatches already. Like we just said. Well,
2: I, I guess as a as a one-time experiencer of frostbite i couldn't echo the sentiment of people that stay indoors it ain't it ain't, it ain't fun no,
1: ain't no, ain't no problem. what's going on um we're we're um the energy office and the the battery driven initiatives that you're so proud of that you enjoy coming here and bragging about what's the deal where are we now with that well actually
2: the the, the main the main well not the main but one of our uh, pushes that we have going on right now twofold we have the our rebate program which uh, has still been going strong. And I think one of the things I always like to remind people, I don't know if everybody all, it's not the most popular item on our eligibility list, but uh, but portable power stations are. So basically those kind of portable battery systems that people can either plug appliances directly into or wire into their homes. as long as it's coupled with a small solar array, it's eligible for that program. And we've been really mainly doing refrigerators and other and energy Star rated appliances. But re- in recent years, we've included the uh, portable power stations, especially knowing how you know the challenges with reliability at the at the grid level means that we and the, the advent of more uh, energy storage solutions at the consumer and home level, we've been trying to kind of keep awareness of that. Uh, that need to make sure that those solutions are available. So uh, that's, that's been a big push for us. We're about halfway through the program. It's been well-received, as always, on both St. Croix. Mainly on St. Croix, we, we're always trying to get more participation on St. Thomas. For whatever reason, St. Croix uh, tends to have a, a lot of people come out, whether it's the vendors or people just interested. Everybody's getting their washer, dryers, refrigerators, um, lighting, ceiling fans. Like, that's everybody's going gung-ho on St. Croix. And for all the same people on St. Thomas, I always want to remind them that this program is eligible uh, on St. Thomas as well. And we're always trying to make sure that uh, the energy, the, the Energy Star, or sorry, the Energy Efficiency and Renewable Energy Rebate Program, uh, is 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 well broadcasted so they're aware of it as well. We, we've got information on our website, and can always come into our office at uh, Niski Center on St. Thomas as well uh, for any more information or more details. And a number of the vendors across the island, from Home Depot to Carlos. Furniture, they, they give a good bit of information around our programs as well. So uh, definitely want to make sure people are staying aware of that. And we're also going to be at the Ag Fair in a couple of weeks. And so we'll have a, a ton of information and ton of uh, uh, details, even more details. We're looking forward to people coming out there as well for us to provide them some more context on, on the ongoing programs we have underway. What about your boy, um,
1: what's his name, Selkirk? Selwood. Selwood. Yeah, now? You know, he's he's been, he's been on the move actually. Um, but I, I
2: saw him, I saw him for a, a very brief moment on the inauguration day in Saint Thomas uh, earlier this year. He be, he was home for Christmas, or he based here? No, he was he was over Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's uh no, like I said, he, he's he's always on the move, so he, he finds his moments. Um, and we got a chance to connect a bit. Uh, we've been. Working, he's, he's continuing to, he's always continuing to be a great support line. And, that's when you on. And when Biggs had IO
1: blue suit. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, they, they, they had us looking sharp. That's, that's probably the most between the, the inauguration and the ball. That's the most suits uh, yeah. I've ever worn in one week.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh uh, yeah, it's a I shop, a, <laughs> the, the, the terminology is dressed to the nines. Yes, you sir. Know <laughs> yeah. I, I figured it's a good way to start off the year, right? If, the, if there was ever a well, way to well, do it. Well, you know, our our situation, we were impacted because the president was airborne about hour, an hour mm-hmm. before we left. So they had us on pause until he cleared the airspace. And as soon as he cleared the airspace, it were like, TSA didn't didn't even want to be done in the seaplane no more <laughs> after being there yes. for, for for like five to seven days, yes. literally um, stripping you naked until uh, in the interim, you know what I'm saying? I, so. I, I think that
2: the day that, I, day that I flew out there with that, I couldn't, that was, to me, it's still weird to think that, that we went
1: through TSA you know, saying. Get, get When, the, when, the, when the governor is here, you know what I'm saying? When the president is here, that's yeah. what happens. So, but well, we had a no problem with it to help the economy. Yeah, uh, and I think uh, I think we're still building off of
2: that right now too. Um, and I know there's a lot of that. I think we're starting to see. I think it was a little bit of a slower start this year, but I think we're starting to see an uptick in, in 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 the airlifts and also uptick in, in just people on the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you know I was thinking there was something right up your alley. I saw that there's a a jazz a jazz festival um, coming up. I think at the next week, or no, in, in two weeks. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, What's you um, name? I think
1: it's a forum over there at, um, in Fredericton. Oh, down here. Oh, the one at St. Croix. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. T- tourism just announced that yeah, yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. yeah, yeah, They know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. That's a good thing. This is time of year for these type of events, man. We really support. One thing Puerto Rico, I, we, we, they don't play around. Um, after Three Kings Day, they got a big celebration that'll go on by the, Cali, the Octavitas in San Sebastian. And did a party here wrong, and and I got a lesson from um, Carlos and tell me he's one of the guys that would nice and good a service. And you know that man, I got a little three piece thing with other congas and all that yep, stuff yeah. that place. And he was telling me the the lead conga man is the primo. And all that stuff. You got a good conversation we had, man. So, but this is the type of thing you're supposed to do. Look outside. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, if if that. Uh, is it the marketing tool To have outdoor events Where people can get out And all that stuff And a particular one we were can't find for a long time With the pandemic um, Come on man well, I What, think, what you else know, you need I, th- I
2: think one of the One of the things That I think will Be uh, output from You know I think recently We were just I think uh, Delegate Pasca Just uh, put a really solid relative To us being uh, Considered a cultural uh, um, Kind of a cultural district uh, w- You know within Within the U- U.S. designation. I think that one yeah. of the things that highlights us, on top of the weather, is actually just the different historic venues that we have all throughout the uh, mm-hmm. throughout the territory, especially yeah. on Saint Croix, yeah. that can host these type of events.
1: So you know, seeing and, this happen and, in the fort's going to be great. And this year is our way name year. Um, this year's an anniversary, 175th anniversary for Emancipation, July 4th. So oh yeah, we got another issue like another event potential there uh, again. CEO Smith, are you going the line? Good morning, Neville. I am Can yes, you? Yes. Yes, yes, good morning. Good morning. Good to hear your voice. Happy New Year.
4: Happy New Year to you as well. Hey. I could hear I could hear you and see you, but uh apparently you guys couldn't couldn't hear me, but now I I am I am here. Good morning, Director Fleming as well.
2: Hey, good morning, Smith. How are you?
4: I'm good, I'm good. I'd like to say good morning to the audience as well as the WAPA
1: family that's hopefully joining us today as well. Okay, that's good. That's uh, By the way, it's February, January's over, so the Happy New Year yeah. thing is going to... Uh, we're going to have to kick that to the curb I, in a little I bit. St- I stretch it till me. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to kick that to the curb uh, in a little bit. Um, CEO, so, first of all, glad to have you on. What we're going to do is we're heading towards a break, so I'm glad that uh, we got the uh, communications uh, lined up and, and we're good to go. Uh, during the break, I want to start with where we are with the generator uh, on St. John when we come back. Let us know what's the deal over there, because St. John's getting a lot of attention on the show this week here, uh, and analyze this. And know we can work our way um, through St. Thomas over to St. Croix. You can give us updates and all that stuff, and then we can talk about um, the re- the realistic deal with the government subsidizing WAPA. How long that's going to last for, and then to the best of your ability. Um, how much longer do we have to be intimidated as ratepayers um, by our relationship um, with Vital? So, got a lot of things to think about during the break. Um, CEO Andy Smith from the Water and Power Authority is here, along with the Governing Board Chairman Kyle Fleming, Energy Office Director for the Virgin Islands. We'll be back right after this.
5: A new year equals new business opportunities at Bank of Saint Croix. Bank of St. Croix offers deposit banking products, business online platforms, and commercial loans. Their SBA lending department offers financing options and access to capital for businesses. Bank of St. Croix has two locations. One in Gallus Bay, 340-773-8500, and one in Peter's Rest, 340-713-8500. Bank of St. Croix is an equal housing lender. BankofSaintCroix.com.
4: If it's happening around the world.
3: NPR's Frank Langford is in London covering this one. Hey, Frank. Good morning. Cuba is experiencing its biggest anti-government protests.
4: If it's happening here at home.
3: On a blistering hot day in Twin Falls, Idaho. George, on the northeast border of Mississippi, where the river nourishes rich and green.
4: Morning edition from NPR News will take you there. Wherever the story is, listen every weekday.
5: From 6 to 8 a.m. Here on WTJX FM 93.1.
3: The
2: news nowadays is a bit like our weather, much more extreme. The headlines that grab the most attention generate a lot of heat and not much light. On 1A, we rely on your questions and stories to help us better understand the issues that demand more than a few tweets. With your help, we'll get to the heart of the story together.
5: Catch 1A at its new time, weekdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. on WTJX FM 93.1.
1: Back here and analyze this, and so we've got uh, the power hour. Uh the February edition 2023, and we've got <laughs> in the studio um Energy Office Director and Chairman of the Governor WAPRA board, uh, Mr. Kyle Fleming, and we have CEO for the Water and Power Authority, version of Water and Power Authority. CEO Andy Smith, good morning once again, gentlemen.
2: Good morning.
1: good morning. Good morning. Morning. So Mr. Smith, uh good morning. Glad to have you on again. What's the deal with the generators uh on St. John for starters?
4: Certainly, for Saint John, uh, the generators—they're the design—they're—they're they're in process of design. The mechanical design is 90% complete. Uh, the electrical and civil, so the foundations and things that need to be built, uh, just just kicked off, so it's about 10% complete. Part of that is because of sequencing. you got to figure out what the system's going to look like to then figure out what the infrastructure that goes around it needs to needs to look like. Um, there's a uh, what's called a grid study. Uh, that's underway uh, because one of the things that, you know, you can't just go out and plug them in. Right, you gotta figure out how they work with the rest of the system, so that's that's underway. Uh, engines anticipated uh, middle of next year. Uh, battery storage in, t- in territory uh, at the beginning of next year uh, with installation to follow for the, for the balance of, of the year. I would like to highlight on St. John as well, you know, because the system. But
1: before you go there, um, is this creating any full-time work on St. Thomas, the installation of this generator?
4: Um, it 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 will alter. Yeah, yes, we will absolutely have a lot of local employment for the installation of the generator. Um, we currently the project we're working on in St. Thomas. We have a lot of local contractors who are supporting that. So it will absolutely create employment for you know for for the Virgin Islands. Longer term, once the systems are installed, uh, we will certainly continue to have WAPA employees you know maintain those and operate those. But it'll certainly be less people than would be we would have in the construction.
1: Oh, but but it. From a maintenance perspective, additional jobs are going to be required uh, on St. John. Uh, additional employment.
4: You know, that's a good question, Neville. I I don't know the answer to that specifically of of whether that would require additional employees or whether we would maintain them with our with our existing.
1: Was, workforce. Okay, so I'll, have
4: to, I'll have to I'll have to ask that question. No, no, like no,
1: no, no, no. I, I was just thinking hypothetically. You know, uh, since we got no infrastructure, uh, one of our issues over the years has been maintenance of infrastructure. I would hope that, you know, we would try to. Um, put employment in place um, so that we don't have that excuse uh, going forward. That was just me thinking uh, from a visionary perspective. You were going to say something else about St. John?
4: The other point I was going to talk about on St. John is that you know we're putting composite poles in as well as undergrounding infrastructure. Uh, the cruise Bay feeder 7E uh, undergrounding was completed um, earlier I should say earlier this month. It's February, as you said, was completed last month, so that project is done. Uh, and composite pole installations are 80 uh, percent. Uh, complete on, on St. John. Both of those projects uh, significantly strengthen the transmission and distribution infrastructure for the island of St. John as well.
1: Okay, that's good. Now, um, moving over to St. Thomas, um, Mr. Um, the Governor and Board, um, we've been having power outages um, for various reasons. Um, what is the board looking at in terms of our long-term prognosis in limiting the, the power outages. Like, for instance, uh, FIDA 10A and, and St. Croix have been having some issues from time to time. FIDA 9, uh, 9A, nine I think it is, um, the one that's uh, uh, on Centerline Road that works its way past on the island, heading towards west and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are you hearing um, from WAPA? from a board perspective, and then I'll, cycle, but I'll circle back to the CEO. Um, but, but what are you hearing um, from WAPA in terms of need? Because obviously there's a need issue or there's a distribution issue or something like that. Well, you know, I think, what so I'll, I'll say this. I think when it comes
2: to uh, adjusting expectations, like when we look at where we currently are today and where we look at where we've been for the last, you know, five years, let's say, like, post-storm, you know, the we haven't, sh- like, necessarily uh, – quantum leaped our infrastructure on site yet. You know, we're still, the, the same infrastructure is there. So having an expectation of kind of a a, a leap in uh, reliability when we're still working with the same units and, you know, that have, were aged before and have only continued to age, I think that's where, you know, we're not necessarily having much expectation that we're going to see anything change until we start seeing the new Generation mix hit the ground, be commissioned and deployed, which we know is coming in in short term. So, I think really what we're looking at is the the confidence that we have in the uh, the new generation and the improvement in reliability as a result of that generation. This is specifically on Saint Thomas. uh, Then is a better time to really start trying to assess and throttle if they're still seeing issues on a reliability standpoint. But we're, we're we're not expecting to see again an exponential leap in in the reliability until these changes are made. I think sometimes I, I, I hear from the community often, you know, in terms of, well, it's still bad, but like we haven't, you know, we've been taught that these, these projects are still ongoing. So the the actual reality of that improved reliability hasn't taken complete form yet, even though we're very close to it, especially on St. Thomas with the new generation installed. So, and and subsequently the same would be the expectation for St. Croix. Once we actually are transitioned out of our legacy, you know, Uh, inadequately maintained generation fleet on St. Croix would be a better time to start expecting, you know, again, not to say that we won't hope for improved reliability at any point, but we're not going to expect that the reliabilities are just going to correct themselves. That's not how these situations are resolved. And so as we see more and more of the actual strategic investments and, and commissioning of these strategic investments by bringing these generators online, then a better sense of expectation relative to the reliability I think can be applied. But that's, we're just not quite there yet. And so I always, always try to ask for patience from the community in that you know as we're continuing to move closer to getting to that point where the more reliable units that we've been discussing are actually in, in, in use. But that hasn't been the case. But I think people are still expecting the systems to somehow perform better despite the changes that are, are
1: ongoing having come to full fruition as of yet. Well, in order to get the patients, there must be understanding so that the public got to have to have an understanding of what we're dealing with, and that's the reason what we have in the discussion today, which brings me back to you, um, Mr. CEO. The periodic um, outages in certain feeders, what, what's the reason for that?
4: Uh, so, so, Neville, it's a number of, of things that can happen there. <clears throat> Some of it can be weather-driven. Um, you know, the last several weeks, we've had very high winds. Right, and that can that can cause outages on the system. Some some of it is just equipment failures, uh, and you know we, we go through you know a maintenance program where we target areas where we're having uh, you know outages and, and interruptions on a on a repeat repeating basis. The other thing that will help that is is Director Fleming mentioned is there, these there are a lot of big infrastructure projects that you know take a long time to build, um, centerline road, container port. Midlands, all undergrounding projects. All three of those projects are ninety-five percent complete. But then, what happens is, is that the, the, those, you know, it's all or none, right? It's either the project's completed in service or it's under construction. And so, as we start to put those projects into service, uh, we, you know, we expect to see an improvement in in reliability and performance of the system. Director Fleming also echoed uh, you know, adding you know, newer, more efficient, more reliable generation uh, is absolutely critical. Um, you know, our generation outage percentages you know, are in the low teens. Uh, on St. Croix, for example, uh, the new generators we're looking at have a performance guarantee of a 3% outage rate, uh, and, in, and in practical operation, they typically achieve a 1% outage rate. Uh, so very different dynamic when you get, you know, when you get the new generators, it, it's kind of like, you know, swapping out a 30 year old car for a brand new one from the dealership. It should run a lot better.
1: Um, are we still currently in negotiations with Vito? We, we,
4: we are. Uh, in fact, I had a call yesterday uh, with Government House to, you know, to discuss the latest rounds of that. Um, I, I, I'm, I feel pretty good that we're in a good place. Uh, with, with that conversation that will, you know, real, the real key to that, Neville, is that w- with ownership of that infrastructure, the Virgin Islands controls its energy future and its destiny. Today we don't because we don't own it. Um, and so relying on a third party, you know, puts us, you know, third par- in, in the third party's hands. And so, you know, us being able to own that infrastructure is, is really critical to ensuring energy security for the Virgin Islands.
1: All right, all right. Do we have a call on the line? Uh, good morning, caller. How are you? Yeah. Hi.
0: Good morning. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Uh, is that Mr. Fleming you're interviewing? Because I just got up and I just put on the stream Because the individual who you're interviewing basically is saying in the Harley facility in St. Thomas that there was solar generators are more reliable than the General Electric, that when I left WAPA 2010 and came to work in WAPA 97, these units are the work hard. Unit 15, unit 23, and before the dismantle, unit 18, after it just got water in it and have a brand-new diesel engine sitting there in the Harley power plant. There were sailors that can't take a surge. That's why we're always having these district-wide outages.
2: Uh, is the the I'm assuming you said the, <clears throat> the the question is whether or not the the Wardzillas are more reliable than our than our legacy generation is that is that the question
0: is 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 that what you have stated?
2: Yeah, what, what I'm saying is that we have a new fleet of generation um, a generation generator array that's going to be going in, in Saint Saint Thomas that so we've talked about the the Wardzilla units. Uh, and yes, Except we are expecting yeah. not not the existing. so there's there's existing Wardzilla and then there's also a new fleet of Wardzillas that are, uh installation is underway and, and and commission is is, is so, forthcoming. So, excuse what
1: is the uh, uh, difference? Uh, 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 excuse, uh, 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 Mr. Grant, man, ask a question. Let him answer. You know, man, you know that this go station ahead. is informational and not con- <laughs> and not confrontational. You you've, you've been <laughs> yes, trying your right, best to it. get us in confrontational okay. mode, and right? you know I'm not going to allow you to do that. So so don't, so go don't ahead. try to go it. Um, you were uh, saying, you were yes, saying, Mr. Energy Director. Yes. Energy
2: Direct. so, so saying, the the ex, the expectation is yes that the the the, the addition of the new Orzillas, uh, which will display some of our existing legacy generation, will provide improved reliability and improved cost efficiency of our operation. Yes.
4: And Director Fleming, I'd like to add something to that. Which one of the things that's critical to note as well is that um, right now we don't have surplus generation to be able to do outages um right to, because we have to maintain our units and adding the wortzilla generators will also provide enough excess generation that we can actually take outages to maintain our system
1: mr grant mr grant My 13
0: years experience working in the Holly facility as a product operator and working with these units I, I didn't work with the was they just came online but i know from 2019 i think that's when they came online and i know that if you're talking about reliability why is it that we keep having these district-wide outages if the, and then you're saying well these new the, the ones that's online now the seven megawatts what's going to be the difference is there going to be more wattage uh, is that they're going to be rated at a higher megawatt? How, how are they going to be more reliable than the three, seven megawatt watt that's currently in the Harley facility, the, the, the ones that's going to come online?
1: Uh, um, CEO Smith, what, what would allow for higher reliability levels compared to what that's we have right now?
4: Absolutely, and Neville, you, you know, you talked about education and not confrontation. So l- let me step back and provide for the audience the context of what exists at Harley today. So at Harley today, we have 21 megawatts of existing Wartzilla uh, engines. Um, the Wartzilla engines are what's called a reciprocating engine, so it's like a car engine, basically. Uh, they they originally were marine engines, big big cruise ships, marine tankers. Um, the rest of the generation that we operate at the Randolph Harley power plant to meet all of the demand of our customers relies on old legacy generation that has a number of maintenance issues. We can't take those generators out of service to maintain them because then we would not have enough generation to keep the lights on, right? So so the, the maintenance status of those legacy generators, you know, continues to deteriorate. What we are in the process of constructing now, which is grant funded by HUD, our federal partner investment in us is, is absolutely critical to the support of this project, is we will add 36 megawatts of four Wartzilla engines, right? So so there'll be four 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 engines, a total of thirty-six megawatts. The 36 megawatts plus the existing 21 that are currently in operation, all Wartzillas, is enough capacity to to generate all of the electricity that St. Thomas needs. That allows us to do maintenance on our old generators, right? We're going to have to do maintenance on the Wartzilla's. All of these machines need maintenance. But having enough generation to be able to do that maintenance is critical. The, the other component of reliability that is very significant in the Wartzilla project is two things. One is there's nine megawatts of battery storage. that will be installed with this project. The civil works are already in place, the batteries are on island, uh, the electrical interconnection works being done now. Those are targeted online for for this summer. The batteries act like a giant spring, so that when you have any upset on the electrical system, be it a generator that trips off, be it a feeder that has an outage, that battery acts like a spring right? And it absorbs that volatility or variability in the energy generation on the island and consumption on the island. So it, it's it's really a holistic system, right? It, 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 you really can't take one generator. You know, you mentioned unit 15, unit 23. You can't just take one generator and say, well, it's it's the linchpin or it's the key to how this works. It, it's a holistic system.
1: So you're saying that the, the generation mix that exists now Okay, that's the terminology I think I heard you use earlier. Energy director, right? Mm-hmm. The generation mix that exists now is going to be different from the generation mix that's going to be in effect once we install all of the new infrastructure. Yeah. Well, the question directed to me.
2: It, it, okay. i Yeah. I yeah. Uh, so it, it certainly will be different, and I think to uh, CEO Smith's point, to echo that, one of the major key components that was no part of any of the other generation mix in the territory. Has been the addition of uh, utility-scale energy storage, and so again, that that, as you mentioned before, that takes the 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 pure uh, mechanical dynamic of the generation and adds a new element to reliability through having a more reactive. Um, a generation ally, I guess if if you can look at it from that standpoint, the batteries
1: the, work in unison. The, the, the no infrastructure, and I and we had Noel Hajan. He was the, the interim director. He was saying that what we are looking at, and we head into a break now. We could think about this over the break, is going to be more efficient units, and not the big gas guzzling, the, the big commodity guzzling units that are currently in place and being mo- um, um cycled out. For the lack uh, of of a better term, is that well, your understanding? Uh, S- so, certainly, certainly. But I think what, just, just to be clear,
2: you know, we're not talking about uh, dismantling and removing it. Just, <laughs> yes, the units yeah. are still going to remain. So we'll, we'll still sustain uh, the majority of the units. Anything that we've owned in the past is still going to be remain you know remain within our our grasp and and can be utilized if necessary. But we will be leaning
1: on. The, the newest, most efficient, most reliable units going like, forward. We, uh, I like, I like We'll take a break when we come back, and we will uh, wrap up this this question conversation part of the discussion. Uh, power, power, hour in effect, February twenty twenty three. Be back right after this.
3: <laughs> During a busy day, it can be hard to make room for even one more thing. So it's a real plus that All Things Considered from NPR News is great for multitaskers. You can confidently add being well-informed to your to-do list and know that you will get it done. Whether you're cleaning out your junk drawer on a quick drive or something else, listen to All Things Considered every weekday afternoon.
5: From 5 to 8 p.m. right here on WTJX FM 93.1.
1: And we're back here uh, and analyze this, and uh, we've got uh, the power hour going on It's live, and direct. And, of course, we got uh, regular caller, uh, Mr. Devin Grant. Uh, who, calls. Mr. Grant, uh, your response to what you heard from both CEO Smith and uh, the Energy Director, um, Board Chairman Fleming? I guess, I guess he's got Okay, uh, let me ask this question to you, uh, CEO Smith. Um, are we confident that we will get or we will achieve? a higher level of efficiency once all of the new infrastructure is installed uh, territory-wide?
4: Absolutely. Um, and to, to to provide some background around that, um, if we, we look at the new Wartcillas that are coming on in St. Thomas, uh, those generators are, you know, approximately 40 to 50% more efficient. Than the generators that they'll that they'll replace, um, and so effectively, what, what what we're doing is we'll make the same we can make the same amount of electricity with a lot less fuel, right? And so that just lowers the cost structurally of of doing business at the authority. The other thing that the new generators will do is that we still rely on diesel. Uh, to produce some of the electricity on St. Thomas. We do not on St. Croix. St. Croix operates all on propane or can operate all on propane. But on St. Thomas, we don't still burn diesel. Diesel is double the price of propane on an energy equivalent basis. And so not only is there an efficiency benefit, there's a, a structural fuel cost benefit as well. Uh, and it will make it significantly less expensive for us to make electricity.
1: Okay, good. Mr. Grant, I didn't want to to, to, to make it seem like I cut you off. So I want to give you a chance no, to respond no. to- what well, you heard? Yeah, the, the, the um, phone did get cut off. Okay, and then well, back. Yeah, well, the, but the, I just the, the public. Hold on, man. Take it easy, man. Oh, God. Man. Take it easy. Let me, let me explain to the public that I didn't, um, they didn't know the call had dropped. So I don't want them to think that I had cut you off because I don't live like that. Now you Now you, know. Now you. you may respond. And I ask a final yeah. question.
0: Well, my question is uh, with these Wasilla units, are they able to run an ASAP? Are, are, they, are we able to run a line engine so that if a surge comes into Harley, that they will be able to take the surge, take the swing without losing any of the other units and having a domino effect?
1: To your knowledge, C.O. Smith.
4: I'll, I'll speak to that Neville, that, that, that's the key point of the battery system, right, is that the battery system I mentioned earlier operates like a spring, right, and it absorbs those, those swings because you're, you're exactly right, uh, Mr. Grant, is that, you know, so, so for the listening audience, what happens is is that the tr- traditional generators or gas turbines, Unit 15, as Mr. Grant spoke to, for example, think about those like a big, heavy freight train, right, and when it's rolling down the tracks, it's hard to stop. Right. Um, think about a reciprocating engine as you know a lightly loaded truck. Right. That's a lot easier to stop. Right. Because it's not so much critical mass and heaviness that's that's in motion. The, the the rice engines they're they're more they're more reliant than a than a light truck. Right. So please don't take it as they're they're that sensitive. Right. But but they don't have quite that heavy momentum that a big freight train type engine would have. The batteries address that issue, right? And they provide that spring that helps keep the reliability of those engines you know, solid. One of the things that happens on St. Croix, I know we're talking about St. Thomas here, but on St. Croix, we have reciprocating engines that we lease from a Greco. And those engines, there, there are 18 of them, 18 separate engines. However, when we have a disruption on our system, all 18 of them go down, right? Because they, we don't have a battery. Right, and so that spring doesn't exist. And so, so the solution that Agreco has proposed for that is to add a battery, right? And so, so it's the same dynamic on St. Croix that we're talking about on St. Thomas where the batteries help help absorb that variability.
1: Excellent question, uh, Mr. Grant. Thank you very much for, for, for yeah. some pointed questions this morning. Well, uh, thanks
0: for uh, allowing me to participate. You're coming too loud and clear on the stream enjoy the rest
1: of your day i appreciate that Bye. thanks a lot Thanks a lot for asking that question let me ask uh this this question this is educating for me um ceo smith where because that was a good question from mr grant and, and i think both of you would appreciate it um because what we're trying to do is get the public to understand that um things happen right when there's energy uh, distribution and generation going generation and distribution going on and he asked a question with respect to um, what happens when the uh, it's not a worst case scenario a, a case where it impacts the system what do we have in place to prevent a complete shutdown right and and that's what you mentioned um, um CEO Smith uh, with respect to the springs the the, uh, the battery system.
4: That, that's absolutely right. Is that 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 helps make the system much more flexible, and 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 respond to to outages the the or disruptions. The other thing, and not to get too too technical, but the other thing that that comes with the Wartsila project is an energy management system, and what that energy management system does is it's it's technology, that sits in the background, right, and it and it it moves generation around, makes one you know unit runs more dials down another unit, right? Maybe it takes power out of the battery, right? So Nope, now we need to charge the battery. That, that technology sits in the background and puts everything in its optimal state, right? And so that also creates a, an additional layer of resiliency in, in the system. And so there, there are multiple layers that will be in place with with the implementation of the project that's underway that will significant, you know, significantly improve how robust our system is.
1: Now, now let me ask this question because, I, I, and I'm glad you you, you 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 um qualified what you say just now, CEO Smith, with, without getting too technical because I don't want us to get technical to the point where the audience can't really process what we're right. talking about, right? I mean, I'm I'm not saying the audience don't have that capacity and that ability because they do, but I would prefer that we keep the conversation on a lay people level. Right? First of all, why Agreco for St. Croix and Wartzilla for St. Thomas? Well, I would say so uh, uh the the model- I know that there are two different terrains we're talking about with yeah. St. Croix and St. Thomas and all that stuff. So I don't know if that's a, a part well, in it or whatever, but why is that the case? Well, I mean why isn't it a uniform territory um a one one thing to keep in mind
2: there's, at the highest level, there's there's really a different model business model between greco and Wardzilla. Mm-hmm. So Wardzilla and, and Wardzilla, is, you know, you see them across the Caribbean in many different places. They really focus in providing uh, temporary power solutions,
1: oh, quickly okay.
2: dispatchable, uh, bring to bring bring on site, mm-hmm. can quickly deploy, quickly connect. You know, uh, for example, uh, Lime Tree, for example, right now. Currently has a, a small array of about 10 megawatts of Agreco's uh, that they came in probably within not maybe two or three months and were able to get that system in place and now they have 10 megawatts of generation on that site. Mm-hmm. Uh, similarly to uh, here on Saint Croix, you know, initially the Greco's were brought in with the intent to be a temporary solution. Unfortunately, it's be- a temporary solution has become kind of a, a long-term and that's gap
1: his- fill, and that's that's historically a uh, Virgin Islands problem right <laughs> so i want blame i i want the public to know that why you're dealing with that is is historically an issue we've been dealing with something supposed to be for a while and it becomes right. long term so i just wanted that i'm blaming wapa for that that's 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 a historical thing with us Ex- exactly yeah. and so and so that's so
2: that so that so their their position or their um uh, integration around sync really came from that whereas right. wordzilla Bikes, that's that's a far more that's a long-term, uh, you know, strategic generation partner. So they're you know they don't they're not looking at temporary power. They're look, if you look at the facility that's going in on Saint Croix, this is a very much so permanent installation where we've we've had to develop um, you know housing you know build build permanent housing to to enclose the, the generation. Um, and some of the other supporting uh, infrastructure as well. Whereas if you were to actually see the aggregos, I think we talk about the agregos as a term, but if you were to see what the agregos look like, it looks like a couple of 20-foot um, steel containers, which is exactly what they are. They're all housed inside uh, of, of what would look like modular mobile containers stacked almost like Lego blocks on top of each other. So mm-hmm. there are two different avenues of thought from uh, in terms of the, the business models of those two companies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, it was intended to be... A short-term, uh, short-term so- bridge to a longer-term solution. Uh, Wardzilla is a medium to long-term solution and partner.
1: Now, now let me ask this question um, to you, CEO Smith. And this is lay people thinking. Remember, I'm not a technocrat in any way, shape, or form, where energy distribution is concerned. Why, since we have, since the public, that and I, I'm asking this from a, a public perception standpoint. If if the water and power authority is telling us that St. Thomas is Watzilla and St. Croix is Agreco, respectively, where primary power infrastructure is concerned. Why, since we have those standing relationships, why isn't why wouldn't we look at Agreco being secondary and and Saint Thomas and what Silla being uh, secondary at smaller levels, and Saint Croix. Since we already got that relationship, what have you now? Based on what you said earlier, battery is the secondary in both islands. And uh, I mean, uh, and Saint Thomas and and suggested for Saint Croix. But just since we have those existing relationships, why not have that type of uh, structure? CEO Smith. I know everything comes with money, but we're talking just from a practicality standpoint
4: here. Right, so so you're you're right, Devil. One of the things that that we have ex- currently is kind of a hodgepodge of generation, right? Correct. It, it, and hodgepodge is I mean, kind of the wrong way. That makes it sound like it's it's bad. It's no. not necessarily bad. No. Um, it's just it's it's a lot of different things. Okay, so- okay. Hold on a second.
1: Hold on a second, CEO Smith. I'm I'm gonna I'm give you a term now. You've been living here now for a, a year, eleven months. Uh,
4: uh, actually, been fourteen months now.
1: F- fourteen months. We got a term we use here. Based on something we eat, we call it Kalaloo, right? So, 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 so we have a Kalaloo, right, <laughs> of our power generation with 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 white Silla and Saint Thomas and Agreco and Saint Croix. So, you want to use that term and not use okay. hodgepodge because it might be looked at from a a, a a derogatory perspective. You could use that terminology. We got Kalaloo. Right, we, we got kalalu. We have a kalalu generation.
4: Yeah, right? yeah, go, yeah, I like yeah, it. I yeah, Appreciate that. Yeah. Um. So, so the word solar decision. Was made you know p- prior to my arrival and and Wartzilla's will really solve the Saint Thomas generation mix. Um, what we're turning to now is Saint Croix. To your point, um, you know we lease these units from Agreco. Um, that that you know they have some some stability problems. So what we're looking at and we're in the process of working through the application with the Virgin Islands Housing Finance Authority to actually acquire new generation that would replace the lease to Grecos. And there are two real benefits to, to that new generation. One is, I mentioned there's a reliability issue with the with the Grecos. Uh, the new generators w- will not have that uh, um, you know sort of reliability or, or integrity problem. Um, the other thing is is that when we lease generation, um, that lease cost has to go into my rates. Um, the Agreco lease cost is about a penny and a half in, in, the, in the rate that we charge our customers. If I don't have that lease, I don't have to collect a penny and a half from my customers to pay the lease. So we can get rid of that cost that currently is, is in our rates. Um, the other piece of new generation we're looking at on St. Croix uh, is to, to do exactly what the Wurtzillas are doing on St. Thomas, which is to displace older, less efficient generation, right? So we make more electricity or I should say the same amount of electricity, but for a lot less fuel. Um, and so that, that process is underway. We're working with our federal partners uh, for the investment in those two new generators uh, to, to, to get them, you know, purchased and, you know, moved to the territory and online relatively quickly.
1: Okay. Um, you wanted to say something there with respect to how uh, we get um, the, 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 the lay people in the vodans, the read payers to get a better feel for what we're trying to do? Is, is uh, Are we looking at maybe a, a tongue house um, an educational tongue house not the convene to come, just let we go after each other and go and go after these other two, um, um, Director Fleming? Because we, we need that. Now, the public need to know. I think uh, we're in a, a true need-to-know situation because we're looking at, I don't want to say overhauling, but just look. Uh, going on uh, uh, from, from an infrastructure standpoint, making significant changes. Well, you know, I, I think that there is. I couldn't agree more, and I think we
2: certainly uh, would. I think. I think the challenge is obviously in, in, in the public engagement. It's hard for them to not spiral into, uh, you know, from town hall to you know to, to to not necessarily riots, but definitely a lot of frustration and anger, <laughs> <laughs> um, insurrection. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know, you know, I, I think the I think the. Uh, CEO Smith made a a great analogy earlier in terms of looking at going to from, you know, a a 1980s, 1970s Chevy to a 2023, uh, you know, Toyota Prius, for example. Let's say that, Um, you know, we're talking about these are huge shifts in efficiencies and, and just in terms of the technology. But however, I guess the one difference is, you know, while you can go and pick up one of those cars off of the lot, which is a very quick transaction, a very quick turnaround to re- say, if you had that old car yesterday, to having a new car today, that, you know, that the perception of that might be, it's a very short time between transitioning. Whereas the reality is the overhauls that we're talking about just don't happen in as short of a time. And I think, you know, we talked earlier on about patience and, and, and with the community having patience, and I understand it's a very difficult ask for people who've, who've been, who felt that they've extended a lot of patience and have lost all you know, concept of patience as it pertains to the water and power authority. But it, it's there's no way for us to, to we can't overstate the the complexity and the and the, the, the actual the physical heavy lift that these transformations take. And so while while we are will continue to talk about the benefits of it, we also want to make sure people understand that what these benefits are not overnight transactions. These are Multi-year at times because we're talking about major, major infrastructure from electrical to gas. I mean, this is also on the safety side, right? This Mm -hmm. is also making sure that these systems are put in in a way that they're not just going to turn on, but they're going to be able to sustain a a safe operation for the men and women of the Water and Power Authority who have to operate them and support it.
1: That's that's a good point. I want to get to that when we come back from the break. I also want to ask this question for you to think of while we go to the break. CEO Smith, good morning. This is one from one of my listeners. Good morning where does the acquisition cost go if the lease cost goes away um because um, uh the the, the the we need to know um since we're the ratepayers and paying for everything uh what's the case with respect to that we'll take a break we back the power hour uh we got uh energy office director kyle fleming and the water and power authority chief executive officer andrew smith joining us this morning beautiful day in paradise we'll be back right after this break
0: The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters.
2: 1A is your place for daily conversation with thoughtful guests and listeners from around the country. Fridays are home to our news roundups, where we answer your questions about the biggest stories of the week. I'm Jen White. This year, we continue to celebrate your freedom to listen, weigh in, and share what you're curious about. And with your help, we'll get to the heart of the story together.
5: Weekdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. on WTJX FM 93.1.
3: Hi, I'm Amy Goodman, host of Democracy Now. Democracy Now features ideas and voices from some of the best minds of this generation and previous ones, including activists, muckrakers, visionaries, artists, risk takers, academics and just folks, as in the most just folks who share a commitment to truth, democracy, justice, diversity, equality and peace.
5: Catch Democracy Now at its new time, weekdays at 10 a.m. here on WTJX FM 93.1.